0: Greetings and welcome to the Thirsty Mage, the podcast that can't help but punish ourselves over and over again with challenging video games. This week we're shining a spotlight on PS5 exclusive Returnal, a run-based third-person shooter from Housemark. Its unique method of storytelling combined with the fact that you really don't see many AAA games in this genre make for a compelling experience that we had to carve out time for. Joining me is our UK correspondent, a man who puts the cross in cross-players, it's Ben Conkelton.
1: Hello, hello. I like that. Very nice. How you doing? I, normally, I get very, very insulted in the, in our intro, so it's quite nice to just have a, a nice professional introduction. Thank you, John.
0: I was trying to do cross as in like you're the angry part of cross players. Mm. I don't know if that's true, if that's, if that's that Dan is... or someone else. I don't know, but...
1: <laughs> no, you called it. It's, it's very much Dan. I think
0: okay, yeah. 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 <laughs> I, I figured that that stuck out to me. He's causing trouble on Twitter and stuff like that, so... It had to be him, right? Yeah, he said. How, how are how things? are things, how are things uh, in your neck of the woods right now?
1: All good. Uh, yeah, we had some scorching temperatures here last week, um, but it's all sort of cooled down a little bit now. So I'm back I'm right to on. wearing a sweatshirt and and socks, like a like a good respect.
0: Carrying good an umbrella sweatshirt. everywhere you go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah,
1: right. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, all good. All good. Glad to be here. And um, when you when you introduced uh, the podcast as punishing yourselves over and over again, I thought. And he's back for another episode. I thought that was Pun- good. Punishing ourselves with with you yeah. as well, with Ben. Me. Exactly. Like, that's it. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean that, that that's that's really what podcasting is—just punishing ourselves every week uh, to it try really to isn't. try to get a new game done when we're, <laughs> you know, playing so many other things or reviewing so many other things. I mean that that that's been me, right? Like I I had I had a code for Live Alive, so I had to review that, and then we have started Returnal like a little bit before that. So it's hard when you've got you know a deadline on something and then another game you're playing on the side and trying to juggle all of that you know uh, not, not always not always easy but yeah um, and then
1: real life gets in the way as well
0: oh what, what i don't even know what that is anymore so <laughs> kinda, this is this is podcast life we, we leave real life in the in the rearview uh, rearview mirror um yeah. uh, speaking of real life i if i sound funny it's because I, I i just came back from the dentist and so half of my face is still completely frozen um, and I, I guess that'll happen to you when you get uh, three fillings done in one day I didn't even know that it was possible to do that much uh, dental work in one day but uh, we made <sighs> wow. it happen so yeah no I, my, my teeth are definitely not in the, <laughs> the best shape but uh, uh, hopefully uh, you know this this um, uh, this will keep them on the mend or keep them from falling out uh, that, that'd, that'd be nice but
1: wow well yeah. uh, look if it, if, it, if it helps it's 11 o'clock at night here I think this is the latest I've stayed up for I don't know Fifteen years, so um, yeah, we'll we'll pull each other through. Oh uh, Yeah, I mean,
0: we if, will, any, we'll if anything was going to keep you up at night, it was going to be Returnal. I think because man, I, I'm pretty sure you beat this game on your first try. That's what it felt like to me from kind of <laughs> get, watching your your you tweet about it a little bit. I know you got a thread going on Twitter of games you completed, and mm. I, I I think I mentioned we were doing an episode of Returnal, or we were going to start Returnal, and you started it, and then it felt like the next day returnal appeared in your your tweet uh, of your list of your games that you just finished and i was like oh my gosh like how did a guy finish the game so fast but uh mm. we'll, we'll get to returnal in a second i, I want to know is there is there anything else you've been playing lately or anything you're looking forward to coming up soon
1: well funnily enough I uh, just literally before uh starting here tonight i game i'm very much towards the end of as dusk falls mm, yes okay um which i don't know if you've too familiar with that
0: heard of it uh i is that an xbox game i don't know if it came to other places as well
1: yeah i think it's an xbox exclusive okay um, okay you know on game pass obviously and uh it's it's just a kind of narrative decision based um choose your own adventure kind of thing which Mm -hmm. i have never never even had a remote interest in but you know the power of game pass you think oh i'll try it it sounds sounds interesting and it's yeah it's completely completely hooked me Kind right of, uh, oh nice yeah it's kind of like um it's just it's just broken down into six chapters or episodes and it's kind of presented almost like a tv show and i've been mm-hmm. playing it like that so just one episode a night um so i think i've got yeah maybe maybe 20 minutes left which i'm gonna i'll try and finish off uh, once we finish tonight because it's, it's getting to the climax of it now how
0: basically. long is, how long is each of those chapters or episodes Uh, About an hour for each. Okay, okay, that's that's kind of that's kind of a perfect time for something like that. Honestly,
1: I think so. Yeah, nice and digestible. And um, yeah, I've played it all on my phone as well. um, Oh, awesome! Okay, through the uh, Game Pass app, and it's all touch, all touch controls, and yeah, feels very much like we're living in the future now. That,
0: I mean, that's, that's, that's I like the perfect true. genre for that kind of, you know, p- moving a game from a console to a phone yeah. space where there's not a lot of action. You're not, you know, worrying about a joystick or precise mm. controls or anything like that. It is kind of really well suited to, uh, to the phone yeah. platform there
1: too. Yeah, it's perfect.
0: If you like that, I mean, obviously there's there's a lot of other games um, in that genre too, but I, I what comes to mind is the Telltale games, you know, um, hmm. so the Telltale, they, they went out of business for a little while, and then I think they either, they got revived somehow, I don't know if their newest projects have come to fruition yet, but they did a, the, the first one I remember from them was The Walking Dead, they did a, um, there's two or three sequels to it but the, the original walking dead telltale game was divided into I think five chapters and it, it sounds exactly like what you're describing ben you're just making decisions it's kind of like you're watching there's a little bit of um moving around the environment picking up pieces talking to people but nothing i don't think there's a lot of timing based things other than you know some of your decisions are there's a time limit on them like maybe 15 mm. seconds or something like that which uh kind of puts a nice bit of pressure on you to um to to, to make an action uh maybe when you're you're under that under that uh, stress but yeah the first telltale game was really good i know that was kind of a critically accal- acclaimed one so if you get a chance that's the one i would recommend checking out after you're done with this if uh if this is one a genre you want to continue with
1: yeah i think it probably is it's um it seems to be quite a nice it's nice to play something particularly and we'll, we'll get to Returnal, but kind of the juxtaposition between a game like that, which is so visceral and then something that's very hands off and you can just almost watch 90% of it. Um, So yeah, I think there's, there's definitely a time and place for that in my uh, intense gaming schedule. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm looking for those palate cleansers,
0: too, you know, where games mm. where you, I, I like to sh- switch genres in between, you know, so, especially something like triple A heavy, like a longer, you know, 10 to 20 hour game. I want something smaller, you know, that can be finished yeah. in a few hours or, you know, under five or 10 hours or something just to put everything in perspective a little bit, help you kind of refresh so that you don't get you don't get bored of one particular style of game or anything like that. So um yeah they, yeah but uh yeah the telltale they did the walking dead they did a game of thrones one they did a a batman one um a uh gosh there's one based on a comic series wolf among us uh so if any of those mm. properties stood out to you as something like you, you 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 got into those you know playing the uh telltale version is kind of a a decent facsimile of uh, of those experiences too so
1: yeah i could imagine yeah, yeah I, I well i used to love game of thrones mm-hmm. you know, maybe last couple of uh seasons not yes yes but, um yeah i love that so that that might be a good one to start with but also stuff like um i've got life is strange somewhere on the backlog it's well, a good one, one yeah, yeah those are fun um yeah a couple of others like detroit become human and uh what's the other one until dawn are they the same kind of Un- thing,
0: until dawn is yeah it is similar uh obviously really horror based it's great though hmm. um especially if you can play it in a, in a group setting or you, i imagine like streaming that game would be pretty fun too um yeah. but yeah yeah they're they're all kind of the, the same type of genre uh and uh yeah so i guess the the one you're playing now is a lighter version but until dawn they have a little bit more exploration to it as well so
1: right yeah
0: but all all, all, all good all good games though
1: nice nice what about so, you what, what have you been uh playing lately yeah, other, yeah. So other I than live alive and five hundred other games.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I I've, I've been kind of waiting for Xenoblade Three. Like, I, I'm really excited mm-hmm. about this game. You know, the other reviews just came out for it, so I'm in that period of um, after finishing Live Alive and penning the review and everything. Uh, you've got that that week to ten days where you are kind of waiting for the big next big thing, and it's hard to find something to do there. You know, like. Um, you're just kind of, um, I guess, in a little bit of a, a vortex or a void or something, right? You know, I don't want to start something big because I have something big coming up. But, um, you know, what what kind of smaller bite-sized games can I get into? So I ended up jumping on the review code for Azure Striker Gunvolt 3. Um, these are these are some action platformer games from Inti Creates. Um, they do, uh, you know, the Blaster Master uh, remake kind of series, Blaster Master Zero yep. Um, they've done a bunch of these Azure Striker Gunvolt games uh, and, and kind of spin-offs to it, um, but they've done a bunch of stuff that, that has that kind of retro feel. But then they HDify it. Uh, but yeah, so I just finished that last night. I'm kind of in the process of writing the review right now. Um, it's it's fun. It's um, the the premise is that uh, you're you know you're not the gunvolt character anymore, although he is, you can use him, but you're this other character, Kieran, uh, and she's kind of a samurai type character. She's got a sword and she's got these talismans that she throws. And when you throw a talisman at an enemy, it kind of marks them. And then you can do a dash attack to them. And you're kind of just flying all over the screen, uh, after you mark these enemies. So the action's pretty good. Uh, I think the visuals are just outstanding. I, I think integrates inter- is very good at kind of drilling that nostalgia hole, uh but also yeah kind of again making it look and feel modern too so uh azure striker gunvolt 3 pretty good Uh, especially if you liked the other games i think you'd like this one too i don't know if Mm. i don't know if you've played any of those ben
1: no i haven't i remember uh yeah one of them came out quite early in the switch's life didn't it the Mm -hmm. um, yeah yeah probably the
0: first or second one yeah
1: yeah and uh Yeah, I don't know. I think there's just too many games, isn't there?
0: There is always too many games. Yeah, I mean they're very much in the vein of like Mega Man X, Mega Man Zero, but kind Mm of, kind of, they they kind of imagine like you, you, you turn the speed up a little bit more, like fifty percent faster. You know, there's a lot of, you're not spending a lot of time on the ground here, or just kind of jumping and shooting. You're, you're constantly dashing up you know up to the side diagonally like all over the place uh, collecting things but the, the, the stages are meant to be speed run it feels like and so if you're into some into those kind of games but you want something a little bit faster faster paced uh, yeah this is definitely one of those and it, it's pretty fun
1: yeah well that, that, that reminds me that we will get on to return eventually of course mm-hmm. uh, but the speed running aspect i've been playing a lot of neon white Recently oh yes, well. of course, right? Have yeah. you played that.
0: I, I, everyone's playing that except me, I think. And I, I, I want to get it. All the cool it.
1: kids are playing it. Jordan, come on, they
0: are, they are. And I, I, I want to get it if, if only to compete. You know, with everybody's best times on my friend mm. list because it does seem like everyone I know is playing that game. So yeah, yeah. How you, yeah, how you liking good. that so far?
1: Yeah, brilliant. Really, uh, yeah. I, I really like the aesthetic of it. It's very kind of Dreamcasty in its presentation, oh, sure. which mm-hmm. is, a, is a style that I haven't seen sort of copied very much um mm-hmm. but it's yeah it's really cool and very i mean the the story is a bit rubbish but i almost feel like that's a deliberate intentional choice yeah, to make yeah. it seem more like a dreamcast era game um mm-hmm. but yeah the actual gameplay is just brilliant it's so yeah, right on. yeah you get locked in and you just you know completely get in your flow state and go crazy and it's
0: are you doing that thing where like you you keep playing a stage over and over again until you get like the the high i can't remember the ranking system but do you you try to play and get the highest Mm. ranking or like the platinum or trophy or whatever
1: it is at that point i'm not if i if i happen to get the highest ranking i'm happy but you only need to get a certain amount of gold to um to sort of proceed to the next mission so right I, i just i just try and generally i'll finish and get the silver to start with and then I'll be about a second or two away from the gold. And I think, okay, well, I'll go back and I'll try this one again. And mm-hmm. it's, yeah, it's great. It's great for that. It's actually, obviously, it's all about speed running, but you do actually have to get a certain amount of gold medals. You have to hit a certain time within, you know, a few of the levels in order to progress to the next one. So it's great. Right. Yeah, gotcha. System. Okay. Very good
0: yeah yeah no i definitely want to pick that up it's on my wish list I, I may not wait for a sale i just i really just need a um another break in the in the part in the clouds here for, for not non like you know 70 dollars titles coming out that uh mm. uh you know i need i have a, a week another week free where i can get into it but But yeah, no, let's, uh, let's move on to Returnal. So Returnal, uh, like I said, uh, PS5 exclusive. Um, after Demon's Souls, it was kind of one of the first, uh, one of the other only uh, PS5 exclusive games that came out for a little while. Um, it sold over 500,000 copies in its first three months uh, after launch. Uh, we don't have, so that, that's, uh, that was 2021. Uh, we don't, mm-hmm. uh, April 2021, we don't have an updated uh, sale, any updated sales figures uh, from that point. Uh, But we do know that Sony acquired the studio that made the game, Mark, after the release of Returnal. And I don't think you buy a studio uh, who made a game for your console if you don't like what they're doing. So obviously, Sony was happy with the results, happy with the success of Returnal. Uh, I imagine that it's the kind of game that will continue to sell well. People will be picking up PS5s as the supply constraint, uh, I guess, uh, gets a little bit better. Uh, And people are going to keep playing this game. Uh, Returnal is also part of the... I think, gosh, I'm going to get the the tiers wrong, but I'm on PS Premium, which is the highest PS Plus subscription service that they have now. I think it's available to the middle tier, which is extra. So Mm. that's where I played it. Actually, I played it on. uh, I didn't I don't have a physical copy of the game, but I did play it through the uh, PS Plus service. Uh, And so that that was me. I just downloaded it there. So it's kind of easy. So if you do have the I think it's extra and above uh, tier, you can grab Returnal, uh, give it a shot. I uh, Got an 85 uh, on Metacritic, uh, so a critical response is pretty good, but yeah, like I said, uh, I imagine this game is going to have a longer tail, people picking this game up uh, as more PSYs get out of the wild. Um, ben, uh, why don't you start by telling us what exactly is Returnal? How would you describe it? What uh, what are you doing in this game?
1: Wow. Um, it's, it's actually a tough one to define. I think it doesn't really fit into one neat little genre category, but yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, it, in a way, there's, there's two halves to it. So, on the surface, it is a, a very kind of atmospheric third-person shooter with a, a you know a run-based one of those. So you you know you're going out, you're trying to progress as far as you can uh, until the point where you die, and then you get sent back to the beginning. What's clever about it is that then ties into the narrative, and the narrative is kind of fed to you through these logs uh, that you stumble across um, where you, you know, audio logs, which ends up being and this isn't a spoiler because this is very early on in the game and in all their marketing but you basically find your own body from Hmm. past, you know, past instances of yourself and you play the audio log and it gives you a little kind of inkling into what's going on in this crazy world. But I mean, yeah, 80% of the game is You're running around a kind of uh, you know a very hostile planet. You're you're picking up guns. You're trying to survive, taking down enemies, upgrading your weapons, and as I said, trying to progress through. I think there's six biomes in total uh, to get to to the end. Um, And yeah, it's there's that, but there's also a very strange sci-fi, almost like psychological horror vibe to it uh, and Hmm. and storyline. yeah, I mean, as I said, I've just waffled there for two minutes, but thats it's quite a hard one to pin down, I would say. You can't just say, oh, it's a roguelike, because I think that tells a very, very tiny part of the story, doesn't it?
0: I mean, that, that's why I'm trying to get away personally from using roguelike and roguelite. Um, I, I, I think those monikers, they're they are kind of loaded terms now, and I, 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 there's so many different games that do things differently that kind of putting them into those categories is it's helpful in a way, but it's also limiting. And I I just don't love that. I'd rather say run based because it's a game that you play over and over again. It's not linear, right? Like the way you acquire the story, the way you everyone progresses through the game totally differently, you know, no one's going to have the same experience playing Returnal as someone else. And I think run the run a run-based moniker on something like this, I think it's just a little bit more, a little lighter, a little less restrictive. Um, and mm. we just know that once you die, you go back to the beginning and you try to go as far as you can again. And, and it's kind of as simple as that. But you're right that Returnal is a hard one to define because we don't have a lot of games in this space that do the things that it does, right? The way that it tells story in kind of drips and drabs um, through the auto logs, through some some of the you know events like there's the the I mean again we've seen this in the marketing materials but there's a house that you run into in the first biome that eventually yeah. you know you you get to see different scenes in that house and different things happen um, the but the the when that happens to you is going to be completely different from when it happens to someone else uh, or you know I guess even even your if, if you just lost like a, a, a super long run and then your next run, you get the key to go into the house. Like the, your state of mind is going to be different from someone else who has been, maybe been getting a lot of story bits fed to them. And they're really interested in the story at that point. So again, everyone's experience with this game is going to be totally different. um And yeah, I think, I think that's why it's worth talking about this game and why I can understand, you know, Sony wanting to uh, bring house Mark into the fold. Like clearly these people, have a talent for making games that are fun uh, with, you know, solid gameplay, shoot, solid shooting mechanics, but also just to do something that n- other people aren't doing. You know, um, mm. Housemark's previous games, which I think were mostly Sony exclusive, were kind of arcade type shooters, um, you know, point uh, games where you're trying to get a high score pretty much. They weren't something like Returnal. Like this, this is very different from what they'd made before. But it does carry forward, like the gameplay is is king or queen, kind of uh, that that kind of idea, right? That it should it should be a game that feels fun to play, and I think that is something you know we can agree. Returnal does very very well. It 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 is an enjoyable experience to you know it, fe- it feels good on the controller, It feels good on the hands. Um, yeah, ab- absolutely. Yeah.
1: I, yeah, completely agree. It's one of the best feeling games that I can think of. That it's it's almost like you know that that mario feeling where you you can just play mario and just the the act of playing it is great regardless of what's going on the controls feel perfect and Mm -hmm. i think returnal is very much like that and it does kind of go back to housemark and their sort of arcade roots that Mm -hmm. even that run based thing that you're talking about that's that's an arcadey thing if you think about it, absolutely yes that's that's what arcades used to be designed for us, right? Okay, well, I'll try again and, uh, you know, put a few more coins in the machine and try and progress a bit further next time. And that's, mm-hmm. that's basically what Returnal is, but with such a layer of presentation and narrative put on top of it that it's almost unrecognizable. Yeah, for sure
0: um yeah this being like a very early ps5 game it it seems odd to me because it it feels almost like a game it feels like a little bit of it's trying to show off you know what the ps5 can do uh Mm -hmm. especially you know stuff coming out of the controller the haptic feedback from the game is really really cool um it's definitely showing off that you know what the dual sense uh was kind of made for um so it it has part of it part of that element of being a showcase of the console but also feels super polished like it feels like something that could come out you know, in the middle or end of the PS5 lifespan. And I, I would totally understand this type of game, uh, arriving at that time as well. Like it's, it seems to be just making use of the console in a, in a way that can sometimes take developers a couple years to figure out, you know, like obviously, you know, these guys probably had a development kit, uh, for a while, or, you know, at the very least, like a, a team that's just adept at creating a, an experience like this in a hurry. Um, I wanted to talk about some of the strengths and weaknesses of the game. You know, what do what we like? What do we not like? Uh, and, and I'll kick this one off. Um, I think the atmosphere is really cool. I think it does that really good job of making you feel alone and isolated. And, that you know, there's no one coming to help you. You have to rely on yourself. Um, and even though you know, the first biome kind of sets that up really well, like it's 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 dark, it's a jungle, it's misty. Um, there's kind of there's kind of plants, but also you know mountains and what looks almost like I don't know how to describe it like synthetic materials as well. Like they're they're kind of like mm. um, blocks and and platforms. So it's this odd combination of nature with synthetic uh, that is kind of you know maybe symptomatic or uh, emblematic, I should say, of, of, of some sci-fi titles, uh, you know, it definitely feels like, you know, it could be, this could be a game uh, set in the alien or aliens universe of James Cameron or something like that or Ridley Scott. Um, so I, I really like the atmosphere. I think that's, I think that's a defining quality of this game that every biome can feel different. Um, but at the same time, they all feel you know, you you are meant to feel isolated and alone, almost like a Metroid game does. You know, where the different areas yeah. of a Metroid game they all feel distinct, but at all times you feel kind of claustrophobic a little bit. You know, there there isn't you, you can go back and forth, but you know, um, there's no salvation really. You just have to keep going forward at some point.
1: Yeah, no, Metroid was the first game that sprung to my mind to play in it because it it's yeah it's nails that that sense of isolation completely Mm -hmm. and the the eerie you know the the, i'm getting into what i loved about it but i think the sound design design in this game is just top-notch like Mm -hmm. absolute s tier because you it it lends so much to to the atmosphere that's created like the visuals obviously amazing but Mm -hmm. play this with a um you know the pulse 3d headset and just you're hearing you know just scurrying noises or screeches way ahead of you and it's just incredible it it's one of those games where you just feel it's just so intense every moment and a lot of it even i would say probably the the shooting part of it only takes up maybe 20 percent. most of it you're Mm -hmm. just wandering around yeah um, you're,
0: you're jumping around you're exploring you're looking at things yeah. or or you're even planning where to go next like with the map and or you know should you backtrack should you take a portal back and check out another room are you ready for that boss fight you're right i mean the the shooting and the action parts are not the majority of this game so it, it, it's funny to call it like a third person shooter when that that is part of it but that's not mm. the main thing and th- again that's not the reason why this game is so hard to define because you you would expect a game like this or expect a game for housemark maybe to be just dominated by shooting and destroying things, but that's not the case yeah. here.
1: No, but it's so, yeah. it's so clever how they've implemented the shooting as well to, to, to make effectively a bullet hell shooter in a three dimensional space. Mm-hmm. I just, I, you don't, I I can't even think of another example of that to be honest. The only thing I can are... think
0: of is is near near automata. Um right. that game does that. Obviously the, that your your character is more melee focused, but the end, the way the enemies shoot at you it does have that bullet hell feeling to it. A lot of the boss fights, uh, especially. Uh, and then mm. of course in near the, you also have segments that are purely vertical shooters to them, right? So they, they do that kind of blending a little bit, but yeah, I saw a little bit of that in near and then you definitely see that here as well. Uh, Casey uh, sent a message, you know, when he, when he said he couldn't make it, but he mentioned he wanted to, uh highlight the 3d audio as well and yeah, d- yeah. this is definitely a game you want to put headphones on you want to get immersed in that experience you know you want to feel like um if you're kind of trying to notice everything that's going around you're really paying attention like having the having the 3d audio and wearing headphones you know can really help you find out where the enemies are because there are times yeah. when the enemies kind of blend in and if they're not shooting at you it or and you can't see them because like, they do blend into the environment especially in the, that first biome um, being able to hear where they might be and know that they might be around the corner, uh, you know, that can, might prevent an early an early death and early end to a run.
1: Mm. Um, just this, you've reminded me of something, but I'm conscious of getting too spoilery. How far did you get into it?
0: Not far. So I far. and I, I don't I don't mind being spoiled because I did look ahead and see some of the other biomes just to get a, a sense okay. of the visual experience. And the truth is, this is going to be a game I probably come to periodically and just see if mm. I can push forward a little bit. I'm not not I'm not desperate to finish this game. Cause I feel like I got uh, enough out of the experience to enjoy it. I, I feel like I know what the game is. Um, and, and I'll talk more about my own personal feelings a little bit later uh, in, in terms of you know staying power and stuff. But um, I, I totally respect what this game is doing and I understand and can see why people would love this. Yeah. But yeah, no, you, know, you go ahead.
1: The, uh, no, it's uh, well, I won't say which biome it is, but just getting back to your point about the 3d audio, the, um, there's one biome in particular that is pretty dark and dense and you find yourself almost relying solely on audio cues to know where the enemies are coming from. You know, now and again, you'll see a little bit of light accompanying them, but yeah, you are, you're almost like, you know, pivoting your field of view because you hear something off to your left, but you can't actually see. So you're just almost shooting into the darkness because you just know that there's something out there.
0: Sure, and hope you hope you hit something. Hope the life meter pops up so
1: you can see, you yeah. can see that at least. Exactly, right exactly. And it's uh, you know, I think I think that's it. Does some really clever clever stuff in terms of creating that. Th- yeah, I mean, it's, it does feel like a horror game to me. Like I don't really play a lot of horror stuff, but th- to me, this is more than scary enough. <laughs> like <laughs> it's it is creepy, and uh, yeah, I, I I don't. Somehow they've just nailed the whole atmosphere while still making it fun which i think is a real compliment to them because yeah as we said the gameplay in itself is fun Mm -hmm. but then you've got this layer of like oh do i want to be here but then the actual act of playing it is just great so it's a kind of a you know how how they can kind of juggle those two things at the same time whilst also telling a a compelling story Mm -hmm. albeit a a very, very confusing one. Yeah, sure.
0: Um, like it's, it's almost impossible I, not to tell a confusing story in the way that the story is delivered here. You know, it's almost, mm. it, it's one of those, like you kind of piece it together yourself and, you know, it, it is what you make it to be in a way.
1: Um, I think so, yeah. yeah. And certainly having, you know, finished beating the last boss, uh, I I think it is supposed to be completely left up to interpretation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like this, this whole, you know, where uh celine is where you know what she's going through what her past has been i think you're just supposed to piece it together and make it whatever you want it to be in a way there's Mm -hmm. but um there's a few twists along the way like if you do manage to push through it there's a few kind of things that just make you go oh you you clever (laughs) clever people
0: i like Like it i like it yeah it's, it's really good that's good Um, another strength and kind of building on this idea of atmosphere is just this constant tension that you feel like you, you, you always Mm -hmm. feel, I always feel like I'm in danger, you know, even if I don't see, you know, the red icons on the mini map indicating enemies, the idea that I could fall off a, fall off a cliff or, you know, fall into a pit of, of acid or lava or something like that. Or that I could go into a room and it's going to have, you know, some laser beams suspended from the ceiling that are, are shooting at me. Uh, or th- th- there's some obstacle. And I know I know if I get through this, I'm going to get a really good item, a really good perk or buff or something. But the the danger built into that, you know, is, is it worth it, right? You're constantly evaluating whether the risk is worth the reward in this game in terms of both. You know, should you you get out of cover to take a few more shots of your weapon? Should you wait for your your secondary weapon to finish charging and then use that? Mm. Um, And then you have the contrast of that tension with the boss fight tension where you're it's an arena it's an arena based uh it's arena-based combat right there is nowhere to run at that point you know um when you're fighting those end biome bosses it is you versus them there is no running you 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 now it's a different type of tension it's a can you perform you know can you can you dodge can you press the buttons at the right timing can you take shots at the right timing? did you bring the right weapon did you prepare enough for where you are now and I hmm. think that the balance between those different types of experiences or the different types of um, tense moments that the game puts you in is, again, that's really clever. That's good game design as well, that you are you're being thrown off balance uh, in a good way by how you have to juggle your kind of mental faculties, you know, or your, or your, even your hand eye coordination, whatever, like it's very different fighting the, the basic enemies, fighting the towers, avoiding the traps versus the one on the really one-on-one combat focus of the boss fights.
1: Yeah, you're, you're right. It is that, um, you have to stay sharp the whole game. You can't switch off at all. I find even, yeah. I, I mean, especially the bosses. I, I even found I was better off playing this during the daytime when I was oh, me too. Yeah, switched, it was the exact same. Switched the on, same. full of caffeine. Like, yeah, I can do this, you know. And I had a, a few nights where I was banging my head against a brick wall, against you know a particular boss. And then it's one of those classic gamer things where you get up the next day, think, okay, I'll try it one more time now, and then you just do it first time. And there's, you know, this this game is one of those where I think you just need to be like two inches away from your monitor mm-hmm, and yeah. completely locked into what's going on. Um, but yeah, I mean, if we can move on to another great thing, those bosses that you mentioned. Yes, sure. Every single one of them was just epic in the true sense, not in the mm-hmm. sense that everyone says, oh, that's epic. Like it felt epic. And there's one in particular, I think it's the boss of uh, biome three possibly mm. called uh, nemesis. And okay it will stick in my mind forever. <laughs> it it, it <laughs> yeah. was up there with some of the best Elden Ring bosses for me. In right, terms of Yeah. You just feel like, wow, the sheer scale of this, it feels like this could be a last boss in mm-hmm. any other game, but that the fact is just halfway through this game just really shows how big and mad some of the bosses are. But, um, yeah, that one in particular sticks out for me. And also, I mean, the first one, Frike, um, I think he is or he or she or it, I'm not it, even sure. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> Gosh I, that they just I think that's I mean, I know I've you know, Alex from the crossplayers mm-hmm. wasn't uh, didn't get past Frike. Right. He, he just found it too frustrating to
0: And I could totally to understand that, right? It, yeah, it absolutely. is that it is that test like you get at the beginning of a Dark Souls game, Demon Souls, Elden Ring. It's that test of like whether it's almost whether this whether you want to keep pushing against it or whether you're just like, ah, you know, maybe this isn't for me. And I I think that's fine. You know, I Mm. think it's fine to, to have games where there is a a section where you can kind of be gated off from, from the rest of it. And just because the it's going to be harder. It's going to be harder than this. Right. Mm. So if you're not able to do this one, that's okay. Like, I, I think that's fine. And Frank does a good job of really being that test of, can can you can you put it together? Can you figure out what this puzzle, what this game is asking you to do? You know, I yeah. I, I I really I like that fight a lot. And getting through it, I mean, again, it's that same feeling of beating an Elden Ring boss. You're like you're just on top of the world. You're on cloud nine when you take it down. <laughs> And nothing's better than that in video games.
1: Yeah. And then when you realize you don't ever have to do it again, that's a great feeling. Yeah, (laughs) very true, very true. (laughs) When I I first realized, oh, I can just skip to the next biome now. I don't have to fight. That's that's great. But I think you're right. Like the, I mean, the the From Software comparison in terms of, you know, something like Bloodborne, where it chucks you in to a very hard area to start with, Mm -hmm. puts you up against some really tough bosses. And it is almost like, you you will need to get through tougher tests than this so if you can't yeah. do this bit you're probably not going to get on with the rest of the game and i think i mean i think we should be kind of crediting sony and we were we were talking about this on crosscast a couple of weeks ago about death stranding mm, sure. how how we can how sony can f- fund these pretty niche games really that are totally. that don't fit any kind of uh Expectations. Obviously, you know, I think they come under fire for doing these kind of um oh, these third person depressed dad walking around an apocalypse kind of mm-hmm. games. But really, I mean in terms of yeah, Death Stranding and certainly Returnal, they these are ambitious, niche games. I mean you can tell it from I I mean five hundred thousand copies sold in the first few months. I mean it might be over a million now. But I, I mean I and
0: of, of a new IP of a console mm. that had just launched and was supply constrained. It's, it's, it's impressive, no matter how you slice it, it.
1: Um, but yeah, it's, but something they, they will have known something like this is not going to appeal to everyone. And it's going to mm-hmm. have quite a, you know, I'm sure if we looked at the trophy list, we'd see, you know, a, a pretty massive drop off in, uh, people getting the sort of, you know, biome two biome three trophies, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. it's, it is hard and there's no, there's no getting around that. It's, it's a really, really challenging game. And to take the kick in the teeth of going right back to the start every time with, let's be honest, pretty, uh, you know, minimal carry over from run to run. The, um, that, that is hard and you have to really enjoy the act of playing the game mm-hmm. to, to, to push through that. I think, but and, and, yeah.
0: I mean, I mean it, it, that, that, that's, that's me, you know, that, that, that I'm just at a place where with, with, you know, roguelikes, roguelites, run based games, whatever, I, I only have so much patience for them now. And it's just, yes. it's just the, the patience of a human being, considering all the other things happening in your life, you know, like, you have, you have your kids to deal with, you have your work, you have, you know, your hobbies, your friends, family, everything. You only have so much patience to give, and so when your mm. video when your video game hobby time also requires a certain amount of patience, um, and and you have to be able to cope with that feeling of, of defeat and going back to the beginning, that can weigh on you, right? And I think I think that's part of my not frustration, but it just it's it's a it's something that will keep me from. Continuing to play Returnal forever, you know, or to uh, eventually, I will have to stop. And I, I think I have kind of stopped a little bit, um, or I, at the point where I'm, I'm going to return to it only periodically. I'm not going to keep playing it for hours and hours and days on end. Um, I just yeah. can't because I, I I don't have the heart for that, or I don't have the the mental capacity for that 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 failure the state that that it induces so many times. And I think that's fine. Again, I, I've enjoyed my mm. time with it. I think I can say this is a really good game. I can understand why it's an 85 on Metacritic. And why some people have enjoyed it, and that it's an impressive debut on PS5 for Housemark, and wh- why Sony would invest in this company. Um, yeah, but yeah, it, I, it, this is not a game for everybody. It, it is unique. Right. It is different. It is it is it is meant to be. It's meant to be challenging, almost in an off-putting way. Like I, I, clearly, they didn't develop this for a wide wide audience. Like you develop a, a game that you want to make for you and for a, a, subs- a specific group of people that, that can get into something like this. And that, that's fine. Like, we have to understand that not every game is made for everybody. You know, uh, how, mm. you know Returnal doesn't have difficulty settings. It doesn't have uh, a, an option where you can just turn on progression so that everything you carry over, uh, everything you can carry over everything to the next run. You know, it doesn't have that, but that's just not in its DNA. And I think that's okay.
1: Yeah, totally. Although it's, it's, it's strange, isn't it? For, for such a modern game. In, in so many respects you know visually um sonically it it feels so modern and then as you said yes. in the, the dual sense implementation for a modern game like that to not embrace some of those concessions does feel a little bit strange yes. in a way that that they that they haven't you know put in a a, a god mode like you would get in something <laughs> yes, like Hades exactly. or or Celeste even had amazing options for stuff like mm-hmm. that yeah it was great. um and it is it's a strange choice but at the same time in the same way that we kind of hold uh from software up on this sort of pedestal i think we have to do the same with Mark as well yes go, yes okay you've sure. you've clearly you've had this vision and you have executed it absolutely perfectly and yes it's going to alienate a lot of the audience but you've 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 stuck to your guns and you've made a masterpiece um and it is. I mean, over here we have the the BAFTA Game Awards. This mm-hmm. is won this won our Game of the Year last year in
0: 2021. Okay, yeah, um, right.
1: So it's clearly that. it's clearly resonating. If not with a kind of a mass audience, at least it's resonating with you know gaming journalists and critics. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I I think it's an incredible game. I, I yeah I I just I don't know what I would sort of change about it really. Mm-hmm
0: if we if we want to call video games art if we want to dare to make the, such an assertion we have hmm. to allow the people creating them the freedom to make what they want to make and what what their vision to fulfill their vision right and i if their vision doesn't involve making the game completely accessible and approachable for everybody i i can i, I can't fault them you know like it might not be what i want or how i would make a game but i just think that if you, if you tell creators what to do, then you don't get Returnals. You don't get Elden Rings, right? You get something yep. else. And we, you would really take away from, the yeah, these masterpieces, these amazing creations that people have come up with that I, I could never dream of making, you know? Uh, I, I don't want to restrict talented people who have brilliant ideas from making what they believe in, you know? And so that, that's kind of mm. where I'm at with a game like this is, yeah, it'd be really cool if they had options to allow me, uh, you know, to feel better about finishing the game. I I, I personally would like that, but I'm not, I wouldn't ask them to do that because then Returnal wouldn't be Returnal anymore. It'd be something else, you know, and it it might, might affect other people's experiences who did find it a masterpiece or who did consider it an award-winning game. Like I, I I don't want that to
1: change. Yeah. And also look, there's, there's, there's ways to, to, to break games as well, right? There's, you know, Elden Ring is another, you know, we have to go back to that, but, I played a, 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 a mage build mm-hmm. and, um, the, you know, all, all my friends were taking the, uh, you know, mocking me the whole time. So, because it's, so it's basically, because <laughs> it, it, it's, it's easy mode. It is, it is. Yeah, but yeah. it's still yeah. very, very hard. Um, sure,
0: exactly. It's, it's easy mode know. within an incredibly, incredibly difficult game that a lot of people will still have a kind of challenge with no matter what. Yeah.
1: yeah. So uh, I, I felt no shame in that. And I think, you know, this... No games are there once once you've once you've paid for that art it's yours Mm -hmm. and you can bend and shape it to your will to get whatever enjoyment you want out of it
0: again the mage class is built into that game it's not like there's no magic it's not like there are aren't weapons or ways of progressing in that game that are everything you can do in there's built into it or or yeah on the other side there are mods for games you know for playing on pc like that that change games entirely to make them you know, again approachable for other people and that's great too yeah. like if if, exactly. if that's an option if, if you can go and take that take it but yeah i i mean i don't want to get too much into the you know difficulty in games thing because that, that's a that's a huge hmm. other topic and it yeah, takes yeah, yeah. hours to unpack and everything but um but yeah back to returnal is there is there anything Ben, here that you think is a weakness of the game something that you you would you would change or that you know that that could be tweaked a little bit to improve or increase your enjoyment with it
1: yeah, I mean, it gets back to one of your original points about is it unfair to label this as a rogue light? Mm-hmm. I guess um, because I think if we are calling it that, and a, and a lot of people are, yeah, then it's a, I think it's a terrible one of those. <laughs> like, <laughs> sure, is uh, yeah. I, I almost think that's that is it's doing the game a disservice to to label it as that because. It doesn't do that very well, I don't think. The, uh, my expectations of playing a roguelike are: I'm going to get some great synergies going here. I'm going to find this item which pairs really nicely with that ability, and then I'm just going to suddenly become really overpowered, and uh, that will get me through the rest of this run. Mm-hmm. You're doing something like Binding of Isaac or uh, Slay the Spire is a great example of yeah, that. Sure, and just find oh this card pairs really nicely with this card now it's made me you know really really powerful um i i never felt like that at at all playing returnal it's like okay well i've got this cool gun and um yeah i think my my favorite gun is a electro pylon something or other which basically just puts out this red lightning that right (laughs) jump jumps between enemies and they gradually die and that was like amazing that sounds awesome to do much um but that was it it was like okay this is a cool gun and yes i can unlock some abilities for it but that never felt like never felt like i was putting a great build together mm-hmm. like you would normally get in a roguelike um so i, I kind of missed that satisfaction of it it just felt like here's a random assortment uh, assortment of items oh and you can buy a couple of health items as well uh unlock a few uh, other things that, that will help you on your way but none of it kind of came together in the way that i would hope it would if that makes mm. sense to you
0: sure no i get i get that i get that mm. um i feel i think i think we share that um kind of cr- maybe criticism or light critique of the game um I'll, I'll add to that i think that the the economy of the game is is a little bit punishing um the way that you spend ether and the orblitz or the um are the yellow uh, fragments are called uh, the basic currency of the game um whenever you get to a shop i, I feel like you, you can kind of maybe you can maybe buy one thing and, and that's it. And I, I, I guess in part of, you know, maybe making the game more approachable could be just tweaking the economy. Sometimes that's enough to allow players to get a little bit further or to make the game a little bit um, a little bit easier. Um, I just felt like whenever I get to a shop, I, I ne- either didn't have enough money or I, the, the decision to what to buy wasn't wasn't very clear like in terms of how the buffs would work, you know, it's oh this this uh, feature improves by ten percent, uh, but only under this condition. It's one of those games where sometimes the adjustments or improvements are very incremental, and I I, mm-hmm. I, I prefer when you get an upgrade that feels different um, or make just just makes you feel more powerful. You know that that feeling of feeling really powerful h- hasn't happened for me in this game, and I don't know maybe it doesn't ever. Uh, and again, that 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 could be part of the design. That's fine. But I I like that in, in a run based game or any kind of game where there's a there's a, a moment where I feel like I like a god. Like, I feel like yeah. something has happened. I, I figured something. out, I picked up something. And f- even if it doesn't last, but for a an ex- for some time period, I feel super powered. And I haven't had that feeling in Returnal. And maybe I haven't played it enough to get there or or maybe Ben, you can tell me if you ever felt like that playing this game, but
1: yeah, I I think that's a good point. I think there's probably been a few times where, you know, I've picked up a gun that I really like. I know I've got uh, a power that will bring me back to life. The first time that I die. Yes. um, And my, when I beat the final boss, I had something that um, would if I died it would bring me back to life, but then it would give me two um malfunctions. Right, sure. Okay. So obviously that's a really risky thing to take <laughs> yes, on. But I was yes. like, okay, well I'm um, I'm at the final boss now. I can probably ride out whatever these malfunctions are if it wants yeah, yeah. an extra chance of life. And I yeah, that ended up being the thing that that pushed me through. Oh but awesome. It, it yeah. Always, that was it. it feels like you're always just about scraping by yes, by totally. the skin of your teeth rather than, you know, like in going back to that metroid comparison by the end of metroid you are just kicking ass all over the shop. totally yeah. yes yes yeah. for sure and it's and it's a fantastic feeling but yeah in this everything always feels on a knife edge you're constantly weighing up do i want to do i want to take on that malfunction because it's got this buff but then it also does that you know negative effect mm-hmm. um, and th- there is always that that kind of, uh, yeah, I don't know what I should be doing, really, because mm-hmm. none of this feels really great. <laughs> none of it is, like, perfectly, oh, amazing, this is just all good stuff. There's always some kind of flip side to every decision. Yeah, a, there it seems like
0: there's a trade-off for almost everything that you hmm. acquire, right, that like you have to, you know, accept a risk or accept a punishment for taking a buff. And so, you know, it's almost taking that risk-reward a little too far i guess like if i pick up an item in a a run in a run based game like i'd love for that item to just help me and help me for the rest of my run you know as opposed (laughs) to like i have to think about what's the consequence of this and then anytime i do anything else am i going to activate that trap card you know like that's what i'm worried about the whole time is like whether something i've already taken is going to affect the next thing i take uh, as opposed yeah. to just kind of stacking things on top of each other, um, I, I reviewed a game a few months ago called Revita. Um, Ravita is a run-based game, and it's very much one of those like you you just keep stacking buffs and buffs and buffs on on, on top mm. of each other, and you know building up your life meter and, and all those kind of things, and you get stronger and stronger. Um, and so you're you're capable of approach of finishing off that final boss because of all the decisions you've made along the way. And it's not so much about your 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 skill at the game, but more you know, did you find the right things? Did you make the right decision? Did you also display some skill along the way? But it's that combination of the of, of those different factors. Returnal feels like it's just your skill the whole t- <laughs> the whole time. It's, yeah. it's an emphasis on your skill and your decision making over like you know you know getting getting good buffs, getting good items. You know, maybe exploring a little bit more or taking that risk like that. It's just I guess it's just harder to feel prepared for a situation it's 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 it strictly feels more like a test of your of your skill especially during those boss fights when you get in there it's you it's you versus the boss and can you do it or or you can't you know mm. yeah
1: yeah no that's that's true and again i guess that's the the arcade roots again right of mm-hmm. house markets it's ultimately it comes down to you know skill and yeah, whether you, yeah. And, a, and a little bit of luck as well for you sure know, if you for sure but uh yeah it's
0: Maybe, maybe speaking of those arcade roots again, we'll, we'll go to the last kind of note before a uh, last call. But uh, I, I want to know if you think the run-based experiment with Returnal works. Do you think that uh, we will see other games, you know, experiment with this style after Returnal's success? Like again, that we we kind of noted that there aren't a lot of games like this in the you know $60, $70, 80 eighty dollar tier of games, just because it's such a big risk. You're putting so much budget behind a game like this that is maybe not going to resonate with everybody because of its style, right? Like, people can get frustrated. And we did see that. You know, upon Returnal's launch, like, there were people buying the game that were frustrated by the nature of hmm. it. And you, you understand that, you know, they're, they're taking a risk, but you're taking a risk with a lot more money. So, uh, you know, whether whether other companies want to do that, I don't know. But do you, do you think that the experiment works? Do you think we'll see more of this going forward? What are your,
1: what are your predictions there? <sighs> yeah, it's a tricky one because I, I feel like... <sighs> In a way, this, uh, 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 from my understanding of the development of this game, it was very tricky. And I think yeah. they, they, I mean, there's something, I read an interview where they said, you know, about half the time it was completely unplayable. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, you know, I like read it, that too. They, they were yeah. like wrestling with this beast of a game. Um, so I, I'm not saying they're an easy thing to produce, but I do think one thing with uh, run-based games is you can you can almost do more with a bit less content. Mm-hmm. So if you make it hard enough, um, then you can get away with having what, what would be a very short game if you could just play through it in one go, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Sure. Obviously, sure. Returnal, you know, if you just played it start to finish, you'd probably finish it in four or five hours. Yeah, sure. If it wasn't so hard. Um, so it almost gives this kind of like – it. it almost falsely prolongs the experience making Mm -hmm. it into a a run-based game so i don't know i i don't know if like in terms of development costs and development time maybe uh companies will look at it and go okay well we could probably churn this out in a year or we could make a 60 80 hour open world game in five years
0: Right. with, with And, and then you know I mean? DLC and do microtransactions. Yeah. Like you just feel like there are other ways that studios, the larger studios are trying to get people's money. And it's not with an experience that theoretically could be finished, like you said, in, in, a, in a few hours or a handful of mm. hours. Um, yeah. So
1: I, th- I think that that might come into it. But in terms of uh, it as a, as a genre becoming kind of mainstream – and that's difficult to that is difficult to imagine because that seems like scary. a stretch doesn't
0: it it seems yeah. like it would be asking a lot to see a lot more games like this i don't know um but I, I i'd love to see other studios try their hand at this type of game hopefully returnal could be you know the, the start of something you know the start of a, a new genre or where, where we see run-based games that that have a budget like this that that look and feel the way returnal does i think that'd be really mm. cool um it just you just feel you just look at the way the AAA space is going though and it just doesn't feel like that's likely you know it, they are pivoting towards other types of experiences
1: yeah that's no, true and uh, in a way though i think that's that's quite a romantic thing to to have if we just ended up with just Returnal as the soul you know, example of this sort of thing. You
0: promised me Almost. there'd be no romance talk on this podcast. Promised <laughs> you promised me before know, we started recording. Always bring the
1: romance. just had to get um, sappy on me. Okay. That's the effect you have on me. No, I, know, um, I, I I just think it's quite a nice, I think this, this game is destined to go down as a cult classic. Yes. It's never yes. going to be your absolute blockbuster. This is one of the greatest games of all time, but I think in 10, 15, 20 years time, we'll be looking back and going, that was amazing. That was a complete outlier in, you know, a world of Call of Duties and mm-hmm. Fifas, and that really was, uh, you know, a, a, an example of of a a big publisher just going, yeah, let's let's make some art, mm-hmm. let's let's put that out, uh, let's push the boundaries a little bit. Um, but unfortunately, I I can't imagine. I think people will take a lot of influences from Returnal in terms mm-hmm. of presentation. Um yes. and certainly that the gunplay in it is fantastic and that 3D bullet hell stuff worked really well. So I think we'll see some of that. But in terms of run-based triple a I, I'm I remain skeptical.
0: Yeah, I I think I think we're in the same boat here. And I I I think the only one of the few opportunities you have for this is when you 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 get the beginning of a console where there's a little bit more exper- exper- uh, exper- experimentation. I was going to say, uh, mm-hmm. but also you get um, companies like Sony wanting to pad out their library with some unique titles. You know, so if Sony, Microsoft, Nintendo can say, "Hey, like we we have we have the platformers, we have the shooting games, we have you know the sports titles." But let's let's do something unique. Let's throw some money at a unique project that we think can, you know, you know, be a critical success and maybe get a segment of people to buy the console that wouldn't have bought it otherwise. Like that. That feels like what Returnal could have done for the PS5. That you know, people were going to want to buy this anyways. But maybe years and years from now, you know, people are on the fence. You know, uh, there's been a price drop. Should I get a PS5? Should I get a Series X? Uh, well, Returnal is only on PlayStation. Uh, although I. <laughs> funny enough i do expect it to come to pc at some point like
1: because it's because sony and
0: sony, yeah. sony's doing that now right so
1: i think something came out a couple of days ago which uh someone's i, I <laughs> think steam that's deck, right steam deck certified now or something like that yes yes
0: that's it yeah, that is good was good timing for when we were recording uh planning to report it, record yeah. the podcast so too.
1: topical we've got our finger on the pulse we know what we're doing
0: as as always yeah now we just yeah. need actual steam decks and we'll be set mm. um you, you don't have a steam deck do you Man, i, I, I didn't want to no. put
1: words in your mouth but <laughs> No, I, I cancelled my pre order. Did you? Uh, okay. Okay. Yeah. A moment of um clarity or stupidity, sure. depending on your perspective. Yeah,
0: I had a friend wanted to wanted to ask me if I wanted to buy one, but I'm kind of waiting to see what the later Steam Decks will look like. Like it feels kind of yeah. still at that stage of, you know, people figuring out what the what the platform can do, but I, I, I do like what it does. Like it, it does feel like a, a PC based switch. But with a lot more bells and whistles, a lot more things you can do, and so at some point mm. I, I see myself investing, but maybe uh, not 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 like I need another platform. I literally have a, a Series S Xbox yeah. still in the box; I haven't even opened yet. Like that—that's where that's where, <laughs> that's, where I'm at. that's where my backlog is at. I have a console oh that I bought a couple months ago; I haven't even opened yet. So okay, yeah, not is, even
1: I can compete with that.
0: This is that's the life. So this ridiculous. is the life I'm living over here. Uh, <laughs> review review central over here. But um, yeah, no, I. I I, I don't know that we'll see more games like this, but I, I you know, uh, my hope is that other people will, some other people will take a risk and say, like, "Hey, Returnal worked. Like, maybe we can take risks too. Like, it, just to see more risks rather than more more sequels or more familiar titles. We'll see AAA games in spaces we haven't seen before, like we did with Returnal. So, my hope is that we will see. Um, some type of a reaction to this, whether it's more games like this or just more experimentation, I think that would be welcome. So that that's kind of where my more pragmatic, realistic uh, mm. uh, prediction, I guess, leans is just more, maybe a little bit more exper- uh, experimentation going forward. Hopefully, yeah. But um, yeah, let's uh, let's let's uh, you know we're just about in an hour here, so let's get to the last call. Uh, so kind of in that vein of you know. More run based games. You know, what would a Returnal sequel look like if you knew Housemark was going to do Returnal two? What do you want that game to be? What could it look like? Uh, or do we just say, "Hey, no, we don't want another Returnal." What is Ho- what is Mark going to do next with uh, this obvious pedigree that they have, and and now with a little bit more Sony backing as well?
1: Wow, um, I personally don't think they would do a Returnal sequel. I think yeah. this will remain a, a one off um, because. It, not not necessarily because of anything that happens in the game, because it's you know tied up in a neat little bow or anything. I should
0: have it. said spoiler alert. Ben gives away this uh, the ending of Returnal by saying there's no <laughs> sequel. My sorry, everybody. I, we'll, well, we'll edit this out in post, no doubt. But <laughs>
1: um, no, I just it's, I I find it very hard to imagine that they would uh, do a sequel to this game. I think I think they will move on to something even more ambitious possibly mm-hmm, now mm-hmm. that they've got the full backing of sony and they are a, a first party studio now because that yeah. that happened after the fact didn't it so,
0: yeah yeah that's right yeah not not um, shortly after the the release
1: of Eternal 2 yeah mm, yeah um so i yeah I, I i can't envisage one if they were to do one though i god knows what they would do um <laughs> What, bad what would if you like the- them
0: to do, Ben? If you if you are you're the head of Housemark now, what do you what do you want to do with the, with all this um, talented talented development pool?
1: I think they've done it with the DLC. They've they've mm. you know they've brought a multiplayer option. They've brought a a proper roguelike uh, mode, which I haven't actually dabbled in, but that Tower of Sisyphus, I think it's called, mm-hmm. where I know Casey was really enjoying playing through that because it's just it is just that wave based. Trying to get to the next level, um, trying to get as far as you can, without any of the other distractions, almost. So it's more of a, of a pure run-based experience. So yeah, right, right. I, th- I think they've done what I would have wanted to see from a sequel. So give hmm. me some online multiplayer. Make me, you know, help me share the load of this this uh, ridiculously difficult game with a yes. friend. Yes, sure, sure. Um, so I think they've pushed it, and in terms of the story. I mean, I'd I'd love to get a bit more clarity on what the hell happened <laughs> right. uh, that, but I I just don't think I think it is art, and I think it is completely done in isolation, and they've got mm-hmm. absolutely no intention of making a second one. And I'm going to an absolute idiot if they ever do.
0: No, um, no, I I appreciate you drawing a line in the sand, you know, and I, I think I think that's fair. Like a game like this does, it doesn't feel like it needs a sequel. I don't need I don't need to play a lot of this game to realize that they, I think they've accomplished what they wanted to do with it. You know, the the Mm. post launch content and uh, you you just see the reception to a game like this. And then the fact that, yeah, now, now they are in Sony's house, you know, officially like they have so much more at their disposal to create something, you know, like it doesn't have to, in in a way, you know, the rogue, the run-based constraint here is, is is maybe a budgetary one as well. You know, that, that, yeah, Yeah, they can't, they can't, Build this entire huge open world because they didn't have the, the the finances, the resources to do that. But now they now they do. So why not take uh you know people that are obviously very good at creating fun gameplay, uh, especially shooting gameplay. And I I, I really like games. Mm. I, you know, I think of a game like Destiny, Destiny Two, where what really stood out to me above anything else in that game was just how fun the shooting felt in that game like it really is top-notch you know and i can understand why destiny 2 became like this big live service game and they're still adding on to it because it feels amazing to play and you know obviously there's a lot of trappings that keep people staying with it but if the base and the foundation weren't good you wouldn't keep building you wouldn't keep iterating on a game like that with with new content constantly coming out so I, i i'd like to see them you know, maybe maybe something in the 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 vein of something like Halo, you know. Um maybe not maybe not so big, not so ambitious, but you know, keep it keep it futuristic, keep it sci-fi, maybe have it a little bit more open, you know, as opposed to the the kind of narrow corridor spaces and you know clear clearly defined or delineated environments of, of returnal, but open it up a little bit. Keep it a third person shooter. They're obviously very good at that. Um, and I, I don't I don't want to take them away from something that they've they've done very well in. And you know, the development of, you know, Returnal I'm sure they've learned a lot of lessons from that so you know bring those forward to the next game doesn't have to be a sequel but you know third Mm. person futuristic uh, futuristic shooter make you let's see them experiment or branch out a little bit with storytelling you know like maybe something less cryptic something more obvious you know something more in your face You you can do more voice acting more characters. Uh, but just yeah, just just something on a larger scale now that they have that backing, but retaining the perspective and some of the gameplay, uh, especially the shooting gameplay of Returnal. That, that's what I'm hoping for their ne- uh,
1: for their next project. So you, you want them to sell out, basically?
0: I do, I do. Sorry. Yeah, just just become like everybody else, <laughs> just, you know? Like just I exactly. just let's homogenize the whole of the game. No, probably, i about hey, Halo? You know. hey, Sony's Halo. That's I'm, I'm predicting it right now. They're going to be Sony's Halo. Okay. <laughs>
1: But they'll release it finished rather than Halo Infinite. Is- oh yeah, they're not um,
0: they're not three four three studios. Okay, <laughs> no.
1: One one thing that they could, you know, this is probably a, a good halfway house is um, a spiritual sequel. Mm. Spirituals, I could imagine that. So I'm okay. okay. not straight up Returnal two, but maybe something set in the same universe. I, I love that concept of, the of
0: things set in the same universe as something else. Yeah. Like we're seeing more and more of that. I think it's
1: kind of cool, actually. Cool. Yeah, I like it, and almost uh, if if not even that, but um, like maybe the Team Eco games, where they all have this kind of same DNA that you know, from Eco to Shadow of the Colossus to The Last Guardian, mm-hmm. uh, you know, they they all they they feel like sequels to one another. Yes, but they're not. they they're not in the in the classic sense. Whereas uh, number one, number two, number three, mm-hmm. they're just you know they've they've taken their learnings from this game and they've they've increased the scale increased the ambition and they've you know but it's still it's still art they're still hanging on to to their principles and it would be mm-hmm. great mm-hmm. to imagine housemark doing the same
0: yeah that, that just uh it reminds me a little bit of um sea of stars so sea of stars is set in the same world as uh the the messenger Uh, right and and so you're going from complete these are completely different games right like an action platformer to uh a turn-based rpg uh but Mm -hmm. set in the same universe allows you like some 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 connections some there's some threads between the games and i like that so maybe maybe a game set in returnals universe that's a totally different style of game like a, a, yeah. a, a puzzle game, a platformer. I don't even, I don't care, but just some connective tissue there, I think is, is a neat thing that we're seeing a little bit more of, almost popularized by something like the Marvel Cinematic Universe, you know, where people like to see these connections and relationships between things, rather than just invent them themselves. Oh, it actually is set in the same universe. I can look for, I can see these clues. I can see these details. Um, and it, it feels like you are, Kind of joining an expanding story or a conversation, just keeps going. Like it's engaging. Yeah. you know, like I, I like that kind of stuff. So,
1: how about a, a prequel? But it's a yes. it's a more of a Rezogun style shooter, and it's it's Celine before she crash lands onto the planet, and she's actually, you know, in her ship.
0: Or a uh, a ship, flight yeah. a flight simulator where she's learning to pilot her ship so she doesn't crash on the planet, and so you can actually yep. pre- you can prevent Returnal from even happening. There'd be, there'd be there'd be no returnal <laughs> yeah. if you if, if you if you win the prequel if you get to the end of the prequel the returnal doesn't even happen there you go we'll wreck <laughs> we'll on the whole game. <laughs> uh, I think that'll uh, it will take us to the end of our returnal discussion. Um, ben, uh, you know what, what's going on with you? I know, obviously, you know cross players and cross casts and things like that. What what podcast can people find you on regularly? What kind of stuff would you like to plug? Where where can people find your stuff?
1: Sure, um, yeah, I mean all. all- your podcast feeds uh if you look for the cross players then you'll see our feed which is actually we've got three main podcasts now that we put out um so we've got a cross cast is our kind of weekly (laughs) sort of magazine show almost where we do different segments and cover all platforms um so that comes out every friday um and yeah i'm generally on that uh, along with uh, my friends and we put out uh, also we've got a an exclusive uh, a playstation podcast as well called cross button um and we've also got uh, x players which is our xbox podcast and the irony is that we started off as a switch i was just podcast gonna- <laughs> so and we don't have a switch podcast anymore yeah. um so watch this space one day, one day we'll get that together. But yeah, so we, yeah, we, we do those, uh, those two shows bi-weekly and then we do cross cast, um, every week. Perfect. Right on. And it's a lot of fun. So if you like your, uh, video game coverage with a, uh, with a very distinctively British sense of humor, then, um, yeah, give us a listen.
0: With, with people complaining about high, high temperatures and sunshine for the one, one week of the year that they get it. Yeah. That's, that's where you can go for, for that kind of
1: content, right? Yep. <laughs>
0: Uh, yeah, um, I'll, I'll plug a couple things. So, um, I was saying to, uh, to Ben earlier that, uh, I, I just kind of started working on my Azure Striker Gunvolt 3 review. So that'll be on NWR, uh, either today or tomorrow. You can check that out. Uh, I'm really excited to get into Xenoblade 3. Uh, that comes out on Friday. Uh, we, we gave it a nine out of 10. Uh, I think it's sitting around an 89 on Metacritic. So people are Mm. obviously loving that game. Uh, Ben, are you or any other, uh, cross players looking to get into Xenoblade
1: uh i probably won't because i'm about halfway through the first xenoblade game okay so maybe okay. in i don't know 30 years time i sure, will get around sure. to xenoblade three but um yeah i mean it, it looks amazing and it's but i'm very tempted to skip past uh the rest of one and two right torna and just get straight to three but i think i'll i'll be patient and i'll be sensible well, look at you point. being a good boy like that yeah uh,
0: we, we gotta we have to act like adults once in a while you know <laughs> Um but yeah I think that that'll do us for this episode so check out Ben uh and the Cross Players uh the wherever your podcasts are found um you can you can find you know where the Thirsty Mage podcast wherever podcasts are found as well leave us a review uh you know leave us a comment let us know how you like the show um you can check out my stuff on uh, nintendoworldreport.com uh you can find me on Twitter at wristband 64 Ben if we could if we wanted to find you on Twitter where could we do that Yeah you can find me at Benji Kong
1: on Twitter Yep yeah,
0: right on uh, so thanks everybody, for listening, and we'll be back at you next week. I think we're we are at some point gonna do a live alive spoiler cast uh, Paige myself and maybe someone else uh, that's coming down the pipe. Uh, I'm not sure what next week is gonna look like, maybe some impressions of Xenoblade three because I know me, myself, uh, myself, uh, David, and Casey will all be getting. I think Paige might be as well. So uh, stay tuned for thoughts on that. But uh, hope everyone has a good evening, and we'll talk to you again next week. Bye for now. Goodbye.